When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Deep fakes. You're looking at deep fakes? Sorry, I was... <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> I uh, got a... Oh, oh, actually, hang on. Hey, now. Oh, hi. Hi, Welcome. everybody. Hello, hello. I was... I'm sorry. I was in... I just got a, an email that came in, and we get all kinds of different emails. Being in media, you get emails because people want you to talk about all kinds of things, and, and, and we do our best, our darndest, to just find the stuff that's interesting for you guys, and that's some of the stuff that we even talk about on the podcast. Anyway, one just came in about AI, and there's so many deep fakes out there right now of celebrities. I don't know if you've seen these a few. yourself. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of celebrities calling them out, saying, guys, I don't endorse this product because it's getting kind of scary in that people look like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and they talk like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but that's not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That is an, that is AI, and that's what one of the things that the actors are really fighting right now is against that. Not just necessarily for any old skeezy weird company that's trying to produce images and video of these people, but even for the movie houses. Nonetheless, uh, a lot of people are assuming that, because um, it's, it's happened to so many people. Tom Hanks, um, he actually had to come out and say, I have, I have nothing to do with this. Mr. Beast was another one who recently was like, I don't endorse this product. This is not me. But it looks like them talking. Uh, and then the latest is apparently they are doing their best to get a perfectly AI-generated Taylor Swift. Oh. There's a Kendall Jenner one, too. I saw the Kendall Jenner one. Holy shit it looked and talked like Kendall Jenner it was it's freaky the way it's going it really is gotta start suing somebody needs to get sued for billions somebody's gotta get sued so bad their company goes under that's what it's gonna take to knock the shit off you need to make a law about it or like you said as soon as you start suing and winning that's when that's when it ends and so it's gotta it's gotta happen soon because there's no official laws on it which is fucked up because the technology's there but the laws aren't it's that's how quickly it's happening it is, but we knew this was coming. It's, yes. Our lawmakers are just a bunch of procrastinators. They knew this was coming. There was an opportunity to get ahead of it. They let it happen, and now they've got to play catch up. And, oh, well, now everybody's going to have to have some sort of a confirmed account. And if you post a deep fake, that, then, that way we at least know who we're suing. Like, yeah. I can see it coming to that, and I never wanted the internet to come to that. But yeah. there's just way too many people out there that do way too many stupid things, and I hate to say it, but people got to get sued or got to go to jail for a long time. Yeah. If you create an AI to make it look like Taylor Swift is uh, uh, praising Hamas and Taylor Swift does not support Hamas, you should go to jail. You should be sued a lot because you're intentionally screwing with people. Well, and right now it's just trying to sell a product, right? That's what people are doing. Or or pretending there's a contest that's not. They're scamming people. They're scamming. They're scammers for the most part doing it right now. And even like all of it's not, it doesn't matter how you use it. It's not right. Speaking of, uh, of these things, Reese's is in trouble south of the border for a promotion they're running. Uh-oh. They may have violated the U.S. sweepstake laws. A promotion on the outside of their Two-cup package of peanut butter cups reads, you could win $25,000. See details inside. Written in small print. However, it's only after you buy and open the package that it says, no purchase necessary to enter. Well, that's confusing. (laughs) (laughs) What? Somebody screwed up. Open this up to find out how you don't have to pay money. (laughs) 
Honey, so we should open them in the store? Buy it. Oh, well, I'm not even going to buy it. I'm just going to open it up. No purchase necessary is what it says. Open it and then have at it. Yeah. So they're going to have to recall all these, I think. Yeah. That's a lot of chocolate and peanut butter getting sent back to the factory. You know what the sad part is? Because I know people who work in the food service industry is that when they have to do recalls like that, even though it's nothing about the food itself being dangerous, oftentimes they destroy the food because it's already been sent out. And that's heartbreaking. What a fucking waste. We've never had more people hungry than now and we're throwing oh, shit out. Dude, it 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 happens so much. There's a lot of companies that do their best to, to not have that happen is in like, okay, so a box is dented, but the product is fine but they can't sell it. They're not allowed to sell it in stores. That's their like company protocol. But they'll be donating it to food banks as they should. But there's some companies who don't give a fuck and just throw it in the trash. Yeah. Isn't that sad? It's not just food. It's product and as product, well. And product. And product. Yes. And yes. The food part though is particularly sad. Yeah. When it comes to the product, I like what some Canadian tire stores are doing. They're setting it up like a garage sale. They've got tables down the middle of some of the aisles and it's all just stuff that's been returned by customers. And it says right on it, this was returned to or because of damaged packaging yeah. or whatever. And it's marked way down because otherwise, what do they do with it? That's what we need in this world is a lot less. It's so funny the way, okay, we're probably totally sidetracking from what we were going to talk about. But I, it's funny how the difference now, the way that I view thrift, thrifting. Because I always used to think thrifting was just like trying to find neat things. That's what it was. Like some people go th- like thrift shopping to find neat things. And ugh, I don't know, I'd rather have it new. Right. In my mind, that's how I was like, I'd rather have it new. Why would I go thrifting for things? Just And so my mind was thought like, OK, people just want to save a couple of bucks. But my mind is much more about recycling things now, reusing items when you don't need to be purchasing these items brand new when there's a perfectly fine whatever it is, potentially, I mean, you have to search for it, but waiting for you at a thrift store. You know what I'm saying? I totally know what so you're saying. So a lot of that stuff I, I, I view differently. Uh, and the but the food industry is like a different a different animal for sure. We can't be throwing that shit out. Speaking of the food industry, October twenty fifth is the next time the Bank of Canada is going to make an announcement on interest rates. I don't think anybody's expecting them to raise rates now, but I don't think they're going to lower them. In fact, I'm ninety percent confident they won't. Yeah. Even though they should, because so many people are struggling. But It'd be nice. They're fucking idiots at the Bank of Canada. Tiff, Tiff Macklem's such an idiot. Um, we should just have a montage of you calling Tiff Macklem a fucking idiot. Well, I, I look at... Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's done happened 72 times and it'd be funny to hear it. But he is an back idiot. Back to back to back. I, I'd love to interview this fucking guy and find out what he's thinking. But no, the, the people like me aren't allowed to interview him. Um, inflation s- slowed to 3.8% in September. Just came down this morning, 3.8 down from 4.0. But as you know, the overall number doesn't tell the whole story. Price growth for groceries continued to slow in September, but remained above the inflation rate. It's now 6% year over year, following a 6.9% increase in August. Mm. You know, we've been dealing with inflation for so long now that we're just comparing it to last year. We should be comparing it to pre-COVID is what we should be doing when the prices were at a reasonable level. They say uh, housing continues to be a major obstacle in providing inflation to the market. And inflation's what we don't want. That's when the Bank of Canada does what those stupid dummies do and and keep raising the interest rates. So it doesn't look like they've got a lot of ammunition to raise rates, which I know a lot of people are going to be very, very happy about. Uh, We'll do, again, a couple more uh, things just for what's happening today. And then we're going to get into some fun stuff. We're going to talk about Vegas. 
We're going to talk about yeah. I know my you favorite love topic. No, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about Vegas. We're going to talk about the things that some people find disgusting, but other people find completely normal. And a few other things that are coming up right here on this episode of After Nine. How do we feel about this nonsense that the Quebec government has introduced when it comes to tuition? If you're from out of Quebec, you will pay almost three times as much as a student who lives in Quebec. But this is mainly to attract French-speaking people because they got to save the language in Quebec. So if you live in France, for example, you'll get an education at a Quebec university for the same amount as a Quebecer. But if you live in Ontario, you'll be paying like 17 grand to go to McGill, whereas Quebec students are paying six. Uh, is this a good idea? No. On it, their behalf? Like, no. I feel like you're going to lose so many potential students this way. You're going to lose a lot. School is expensive as is, and then you're going to be... Char- I just don't think it's fair to charge less to some people, no matter what the reason is. I don't care what it is. To, to charge less for certain people over others. But that's such a Quebec thing. to. I know you've heard me go up on go off on Quebec before on this podcast. You have, and some of you have even DM'd me to try to say that everything's fine and you know know what I don't know every single every single story like this makes me think like why I know that they want to separate from us and it's fucking clear like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I don't think it's fair to charge someone a certain amount of money just because of where they came from that's what it is they want to they say just preserve the French language. Hey, listen, you can walk and chew gum at the same time. Keeping people... I don't get it. Charging people from Ontario or Manitoba or Saskatchewan or Alberta or oh, BC man. or any of the Atlantic provinces almost three times more because they don't speak French as a first language is completely ridiculous. And you know what? It's the schools that are going to suffer. I'm thinking about McGill. I'm thinking about Bishops. Yes. I'm thinking about Concordia. They're, they oh. will suffer. They're probably going to turn this back. They're probably going to say, never mind. Well, and the next thing is they're going to make this start next September. There's some kids who are in first year, second year, third year that are not going to be able to afford to go there for the rest of their education. So they've actually got to transfer. Do you know how many people are going to walk on McGill to go to U of T or go to Queens or go to Carlton or go to Ottawa, Western, wherever? This is going to hurt them bad and might as well forget about Quebec and sports. There's no way. If they're only drawing from Quebec, there's no way they're going to have good enough athletes to be competitive with the rest of the country. I think it's a completely short-sighted thing and incredibly unfair. This blatant, open discrimination in Canada, and it's totally allowed to happen because it's Quebec doing it. But This is the part that I don't understand, and I know it's not apples to apples, okay? Language isn't race. But to me, it's almost the same as saying, hey, this school's been pretty white for a long time, and now there's less white people. So, like, to me, in my mind, it's kind of the same type of discrimination. And I know it's not, guys. I know it's not apples to apples, but I still don't think it's right. Like, If you're non-white, though, you're going to pay more. You could still come here, but you're going to pay more as a non-white like, that's how I see it. I Crazy. just don't think it's fair. I think it's fucked up. It's 2023. Uh, and it's, you know what? Good. Don't go. You know what? Don't go to their, let, let them suffer. Whoever made this decision is going to learn real quick that it was a terrible idea. I'm surprised that there aren't more Quebec institutions screaming at the top of the mountains about how much that's going to hurt them. Uh, they've extended the gun ban. Remember, we, we heard all about this gun problem in Canada There were never legal guns that were the problem. We have a big problem with illegal guns. But the government wanted to start uh, making more of the guns that are legally owned now. 
illegal, and then buying them back. We've been doing this for almost four years now. They've been trying to get it off the ground, and now the government has announced a two-year extension. Hmm. Because nobody wants to comply. Nobody's lining up to sell their gun back to the government. None of them. If they wanted to get rid of their gun, they'd call the local police force, whichever one locally is doing a, a gun amnesty. Yeah. yeah. They'd probably get something better than what the government's going to give them. So they've now extended it by two years. That'll make it six in total trying to get this done. Is it really still about public safety now? Because I thought that this was a clear and present danger that we had to get the guns off the street even the legal ones, because of X, because of violence, because right. of this or that. A two-year extension means no time soon. Over in the Middle East, I'm a little worried, Cat, because they have, let me see if I can find it out here. I forget how many pounds of food and, and resources it was, but stuck at the border right now between Egypt and Gaza is aid, humanitarian aid for the Palestinian citizens, but they can't get it into Gaza because there's still shelling happening from the air, from mm. Israel. Israel is about to invade on the ground, we think. They're lined up to do it. They haven't actually done it yet. But they've got all this aid for the people that nobody wants to move into Gaza just in case there's bombing. Jeez. It's, I, uh, the, sto- the stories and the video, I have to take breaks. And we talked about it yesterday, like kind of yes. piecing out of the whole thing. I think it's really important for all of us to do that. It's important for us to know what's happening, for sure, and to be aware and, and try to educate yourself where, where you see fit, right? Where it makes sense. And this, is a good ed- this has been a good education for a lot of people, I think. You know, young and old. Um, however, make sure you're giving yourself some breaks from it now and again if you're into, if you're into paying attention to it. Because, it, man, I saw it's some stuff I can't unsee, and it's, it breaks my heart. One of the things that I really don't understand about this is I'm seeing a lot of, a lot of protests, a lot of rallies, people coming out in support of the Palestinians. And and that's fine, of course. I mean, I think just about everybody sympathizes somewhat with the Palestinian people. It's their leaders, Hamas, a terrorist group, actually designated in Canada as a terrorist group legally. They don't side with them. But now I'm seeing a lot more pro-Hamas stuff, and it's really concerning that this is happening in Canada. I thought one of the things that most people agreed on is that Israel and Palestine could coexist. Hamas lobbing rockets into, into Israel, that's been going on for a long time. But I thought, generally speaking, we all agreed Palestinians good, Hamas bad. Turns out that's not the case. There's a lot of pro-Hamas people out there that want to see Israel get wiped off the map, and they're protesting you, in the streets uh, for this. How can you be okay with any, like, these acts of violence? I don't get against it. Against toddlers. Like, the kid, like, a fuck. It's fucked up, Scott. I, I don't get it either, and I'm really surprised because I never thought I'd see a day where there was that many people openly in the streets, outside city halls, marching wherever, cheering Hamas on. I, I've never seen anything like it. Never thought I'd see it, but it's, it's kind of surreal. The Prime Minister is back in the hot seat, and it's for nothing new. This is an older one. Do you remember the SNC-Lavalin scandal where (laughs) where he may have pressured Jody Wilson-Raybould? Well, the RCMP was called in because there was a suggestion that perhaps the Prime Minister obstructed justice, which is an actual crime. Turns out the RCMP declined to pursue criminal charges against the Prime Minister because the Prime Minister wouldn't give over the documents they needed because they were protected under cabinet confidence. In other words, there's papers there that can prove he mm. did it. The RCMP was ready to pursue charges against a sitting prime minister 
but he won't give them the documents, so they can't move forward in their investigation. That's weird. So there's some people who think, good, shouldn't have to give up. That That's confidence in or this cabinet confidential. Don't have to share that shit. For those people, the RCMP is also investigating Doug Ford over the Greenbelt scandal and the, all the people involved in the Greenbelt scandal. Is it possible that the same people who are happy about this, that the RCMP didn't criminally charge Trudeau, do you think they're going to be really angry if Doug Ford pulls the same card and says, nope, sorry, cabinet confidentiality, sorry, RCMP, you can't see any of the documents which could or could not link us to these land developers? Because if that's all it takes is you just don't have to hand over the documents. That in itself is obstruction of justice, isn't it? I would think so, yeah. Man, oh man. And it's happening right in front of us. Imagine if the RCMP or any police force came to your house and, and wanted to talk to you about a serious criminal investigation that they're doing and you refuse to comply. They would find another way. But they can't do it in this case and it's crazy, cat. Let's move on to one last thing before we get to some fun stuff. And this one is not not fun. I think it's so bizarre that it's worth mentioning. Violent carjackings are now such a problem in southern Ontario that police have had to form a task force to deal with it. There have been more than 300 carjackings in the GTA this year. Just in the greater Toronto area, 300 people got rolled up on by thieves who took their car right in the intersection. Is That's just right on the street. Yep. When you're potentially in your car or maybe you're near your car when it happened. Right. So distinction between car theft and carjacking. Right. Carjacking is when you're in it. They yeah. either force you out or make you get out and Jeez. they take your car. Scary shit, Scott. 300. It's only October. Because the, th- the car thefts are a big deal, too. I mean, we know that number is even higher. From your own driveway, I mean. This is this is a scary situation. Well, now the Provincial Carjacking Task Force is going to be co-led by Toronto Police and the OPP. And they're going to work with Halton Police, Durham Police, York Police, that sort of thing. And they're going to share information and intelligence to try and catch the, the people who are carjacking. It scares it, me as we get closer to Christmas, too. Because you know thefts go up even in parking lots well, around Christmas. So could you imagine if those who steal cars, carjackers... Have their pick of the litter around Christmas time, especially just because we're all a little distracted Mm -hmm. around that time of year and they take advantage. Not just that. Let's talk about what's happening at this time of year. You've got expenses going up and everybody knows Christmas is on the way. The holidays come at a charge and it's usually a pretty hefty one. So you've got expenses going up. You've got income going down. Disposable income is gone. And a lot of people are running out of their savings. I think the crime is only going to get really bad. In the next six to eight weeks, there's going to be a lot of desperate people, and it's going to carry right through into January and February until somebody does something about the cost of living in this province. Uh, Oh, one more thing. Joe Biden, as you know, is the president of the United States. Tomorrow, he's going to Israel. Everybody says this is real dangerous for a sitting U.S. president to fly into a war zone with lots of notice, but he's going anyway. Good luck to him. We'll see what happens. To meet with people? What's the purpose of the trip? He says he wants to show solidarity with Israel by going there. Okay. Most people, including his own generals, say you don't need to go to a war zone right now. It's not like Ukraine where if you're in part of Ukraine, you're completely safe and you have no idea there's even a war going on in your country. Um, This is anywhere. It's such a small country that anywhere in Israel could be hit by terrorists. It could be hit Mm. by rockets and everything. But he's going to go anyway. And just yesterday, he opened up a new social media account. 
Joe Biden opened up an account on Truth Social, Donald Trump's social network. Really? Yep. That's kind of weird, isn't it? It's a weird thing. Yeah, that's kind of, that's that's odd. It almost legitimizes Did- it again, doesn't it? <laughs> Did Donald have anything to say about it? I don't know. Actually, I haven't seen. I just got a note that that Joe Biden has officially created an account on Truth Social. The first message, post, tweet, first truth, I don't know. Well, let's see how this goes. Converts welcome. I don't think you're going to find too many people that might vote for Joe Biden on Donald Trump's social platform. Ooh, okay. Yikes. I don't know if that's going to work either. (laughs) I don't think I would have advised him to do that. That's probably... Not a smart idea. Weird. Uh, All right, let's get to, boy, where do you want to start? I know, there's a lot of shit going on right now. You want to give the latest on Jada? Okay, so, (laughs) I don't even know Jada knows the latest on Jada. Uh, Well, she's a complete moron. Last last week, okay, last week, she had a couple of interviews air. Today's show was one of them that had that primetime special and the primetime special aired Friday, but they released a bunch of stuff on the today show through the week last week, leading up to her memoir, which is out today, by the way, called worthy. And in it, she revealed first, by the way, she had said that they had been separated leading up to the Oscar slap, but didn't really say whether they were together or not. Right. You might remember that. And then all of a sudden this interview came out and she was like, yeah, we've been separated for seven years total now. So in your mind, when you hear someone's been separated for seven years, you think, they're separated for seven They're years. They're separated. They're not together. Jada says what got lost in translation, this is what she says yesterday, yesterday morning, she goes back on the Today Show to clarify that what got lost in translation by herself is that she and Will are working it out and will not be separating legally. What? Even though they've been literally living separately for seven years. Maybe she doesn't know what separated means. I don't know. <laughs> it's, and then Hoda, Hoda actually looked at her Like, wait, I talked to you for like two hours and you didn't say those words. Like, that's not what you said. Um, I don't know if you want to play some. Yeah. We've got some here of Jada yesterday morning. It's a Monday morning on today. Find another great love or if Will finds another great love. There's no finding another great love. And I think that's the point. It's like we are in a place now that we are in a deep healing space and we are really concentrating on healing the relationship between us. So... It may not be the divorce on paper anymore. There's no divorce on paper. I mean, not on paper. There might not be a divorce in theory anymore. Yeah, no. We really have been working hard. Oh. See? Okay. Well, I didn't know that. We might get... I was trying to... Wait, wait, wait. So wait, just so I'm 100% clear, you were divorced, not on paper, but now we might be a point where we're back together. We are working very hard at bringing our relationship, yes, bringing our relationship together. Back to a marriage again. Back to a life partnership. Yes. Not a marriage. Here's the thing about husband, wife, marriage for me, for my healing process. I came into that with very specific ideas, right? Very specific ideas that were blocks to me just seeing Will as who he is. He can't be this perfect, idealized husband. Yes, of course. I have to be able to accept him for the human that he is. He accepts me for the human that I am, and we want to love each other there. Okay, so you might, like, live in the same house and have the same... Yeah, Okay. Well, Hold it. that's it's the another only re- part. That's the only well, part in the special that I felt like got okay. lost. Well, guess what? Like, it is found. That's the only part. Lost. You 
But you could have said that. And also still, you hear all that. You hear that word, the, the word soup there that was happening here. Oh, yeah. Just a lot of words, but not really clarifying what was happening. So from what I understand, guys, if I may, try to understand Jada and tell you what's happening here. For those curious about their relationship, they're not doing great. They have lived separately for seven years now, but they're hoping to reconcile, not necessarily as a marriage, but just in a life partnership. I know, which again, which is also confusing. It reminds me a lot of like the Gwyneth Paltrow verbiage that she just like throws around and uh-huh. chucks around. You know what I mean? Like, Conscious uncoupling. And, and look, I understand tradition for some people isn't that isn't it right. Maybe in your life, an open relationship makes sense, but you don't like to say open relationship. That's what this makes me feel like. She doesn't want to say they're going to be in an open relationship. They're going to choose to love each other and be together, but they're still going to do their own thing, which I know for a lot of us is a hard concept to grasp, myself included. But she said as soon as it got brought up about Will loving someone else, she's like, oh, no, 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 no. Why? He can't move on? You just don't want to think about him moving on? Or you want him to be around for when you want him and you plan to do your own shit anyway, which she has been doing. If they have been together all this time, it was wildly inappropriate to fuck her son's friend. And I think that Will was doing some shit. <laughs> you don't say. Wildly inappropriate Wildly inappropriate that. is a good way to put it. Uh, but I think Will's been doing some shit too, though. Like, I mean, again, this is what led us to believe they were in an open relationship because we had heard some rumblings. But Will's more subtle, though, right? Like, Will's more chill about it. Jada, not so much. She's got to stop talking. I, I, yes. That's a... Yes, she does. And I wonder what, I want to know what Will thinks, but he's not going to say anything because his reputation's already a little fucked up right now. Uh-huh. So he's not going to come out and try and potentially make things worse, especially if he makes things worse for Jada. He's never going to see the end of that. Imagine he comes out and says something and then it really fucks it up and then her book sales aren't good. She'll be like, fuck you, Will. Yeah. And try to blame him. Well, oh, I could totally right? see it happening that yeah. way. Yes, you're absolutely anyway, right. That, that book, by the way, is out today for those who are interested. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a hard pass because I'm more focused on this. I'm going to switch gears to Miss Britney Spears. Brittany's book, um, The Woman in Me, is out a week today on the 24th of October. And she has uh, teamed up with People Magazine to release some excerpts early. And it's interesting so far. We're not hearing anything too scathing, I suppose. Um, however, she does talk about things like the Mickey Mouse Club. She goes ba- way back to the cliqueiness. And we've heard about the cliqueiness before from several members. There was a lot of members of the Mickey Mouse Club at the same time she was there, including Christina Aguilera, who she said that they, they shared dressing rooms. They were quite close. They were younger. They looked up to the older kids. That was Carrie Russell. That was Ryan Gosling. Uh, Tony Luca, who she says she thought was such a handsome guy. And uh, quickly connected with a boy named Justin Timberlake. Uh-huh. We know who Justin Timberlake is, Brittany. We're familiar. She admits that the two of them did kiss at a sleepover. They were very young. What were they doing sleepovers? How old? Weren't they like 11? Like, fuck. Anyway, they were playing uh, Truth or Dare, as kids do. But it was a sleepover, and somebody dared Justin Timberlake to kiss her. And, and he did. And that kind of started their little young kid romance. Uh, but she goes into all kinds of things. When she filmed Crossroads, and at the time Crossroads, great movie. It was number one at the time, whatever. She admits she got really lost, especially then, because she got too into the character. She does not like acting. She would not go back to acting. She feels as though once you play a character, you get confused about what's real and what's not. That's how she felt it was. So she acted like a different person for years after she filmed the movie. And that's why she never did acting. She was actually offered, or it was down to her and Rachel McAdams for The Notebook. Get out of here. Could you imagine? Which would have reconnected her with 
Ryan Gosling. Okay, Britney Spears playing Rachel McAdams' character in The Notebook would have completely changed The Notebook. It wouldn't be the classic that everybody raves about today if Britney was in it. And she says this to it, quote, I'm glad I didn't do it. Not necessarily that she didn't get it, which is interesting. She's not claiming if she was offered it or not, or if Rachel was offered it. She says, I'm glad I didn't do it. If I had, instead of working on my album, In the Zone... I'd have been acting like a 1940s heiress day and night. I imagine there are people in the acting field who've dealt with something like that where they had trouble separating themselves from a character. I hope I never get close to that occupational hazard again. Living that way, being half yourself and half a fictional character is messed up. After a while, you don't know what's real anymore. We should say that's her experience, right? And I I believe for some people, there's method acting, right? And that's what she's kind of talking about here is method acting. And think about her character. Have you seen Crossroads? Yeah, it was terrible. You've seen it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like it's far, far, far off from what a girl like her could could be like, right? It's not like she was playing a, a, a character from the 20s who murdered families and shit like that. Like, so for her method acting, that messed her mind up. Could you imagine what it does to some people? And we've heard of that happen before. We've heard of that happen to many actors. So she kind of touches on that and how you will not see her acting. Uh, which kind of makes sense. Uh, Yeah, and she goes on. There's excerpts that are available if you're interested, talking more about the conservatorship, um, talking about feeling like a child robot, Uh, a little bit about her kids. You can tell that was a really hard one for her because her sons don't talk to her right now. So I could tell that that was a little bit of the, the harder one. She doesn't really go into depth, at least in these excerpts that have been released so far by people. Nonetheless, it's out a week from now. And yes, I'm going to, I'll read it and I'll bring you guys anything else interesting. Is she not speaking or the kid's not speaking to her because she's still dancing around nude on Instagram, swinging well, knives around and shit? This, this is the, I'm, this is, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the other part of it, right? That for them, of course, it's embarrassing. Of course, it's embarrassing. They're like, the kids are like, what are they now? I don't know, somewhere between 15 and 18 years old, I think. Um, they're not, they don't want to see mom do that. No. They don't want to hear stories about mom flinging knives around or just being naked, a stripper pole in the living room being installed, like, and showing the world that, you know, it's one thing if a private life remains private, but this is not private at all. Uh, they moved to Hawaii with KFED. I think most people know this. Back in the day, could you ever have seen a day, if I would have said this to you back in what, 2002, you know, someday the kids will live with KFED and hate Britney, nobody would have believed me. After the kids are born? Yeah, no. Nobody would have believed me. No, uh, no, no, I don't think so. Um, She talks about the shaving head incident that we all remember too and and the reasons why she did it. And it's exactly what you would imagine. She just was sick of being looked at in a certain way. Oh, I thought she did it because she she, wanted to pass a drug test and she was under a conservatorship. No, she wanted to rebel. She says she wanted to rebel. People were telling her how to grow her hair, how much weight to lose or gain, what she should do, how she should look. Just basically it was about looks and pushing back. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Her buddy, you mentioned her quickly, Christina Aguilera in the news because she's talking about her upcoming Vegas residency. This one is different. And I like it. Listen to this. Christina, you have a uh, show starting New Year's Eve weekend um, at the Venetian Las Vegas, a new theater, the Voltaire um, Theater, which is like a, it's brand new venue. Nobody has ever performed there before. Yes, it is freshly built over the past year. And um, what interested me so much in this, um, besides the people, and they're putting so much love and heart into this, but it's such a creative experience for me, unlike anything I've ever done, because it's such like a, it's a very special, like exclusive, like only a thousand seats per night and I'm not on until midnight. So it's a very like 
Wow, not till midnight, huh? Serious, yeah. And I'm it's super interactive with the audience, which I've never been so up close and personal with them. So it's going to be um, a really super fun night. And since we're kicking it off, New Year's weekend, which is a really celebratory, big moment. Um, and sometimes New Year's can be really like depressing. So this, yeah. I think, is like really exciting. And then I'll continue to do the show throughout the year and count down a new year every single night. So it'll be fun. Vegas needs more shows that start at midnight. Anytime I'm in Vegas, I got to go to certain restaurants. There's certain ones I want to try. New ones that have opened, ones that are well-established. I love great food. Some of these restaurants, especially if it's kind of short notice, you can't get a rezzo before 10 o'clock. That's true. So if I could do like a 10 o'clock dinner and a midnight show, that's perfect in Vegas. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's, you're on vacation likely, right? If you're on, if you're in Vegas, it's likely you don't have to work the next day. So I think there's nothing wrong with it. And because she would have such an exciting show, it's one of these places that has like the table set up too. So it's like that old burlesque style show. Yes, I love that. More of that. And by the way, like the doors open, I think at like 10 or something like that. So they're going to have opening acts and other things to do before she comes on at midnight. But I like specifically what she said about it being a New Year's Eve thing every night. She wants to start off someone's day by performing. That's what she's doing. And so that's kind of an interesting concept. It's different. We'll see how it does. I think I would love to know how much tickets are. I would love to know. I think that per table, uh, per seat. Uh, okay, shoddy, shoddy ta- stuff left over here from that for that weekend. But I'm seeing three hundred dollars a ticket, U.S. Yikes. U.S. Mm. Yeah, so it's not cheap. It's not cheap. But it, like she said, it's a very intimate situation. So if you're a fan of Christina Aguilera and you're one of only a thousand people that get to watch, and maybe she walks around a little bit, hey, that's cool. Things that people find disgusting that other people find completely normal. Ah, It's a real good thread interesting. on Reddit that BuzzFeed picked up. Let's take a little dive into this. Tell me if this is a, a normal thing or something that you would think is abnormal. Long, fake nails. Some people find them disgusting. Other people think they're totally normal. Can I go first on this one? Sure. Can you clarify long, though, first before sure. you do that? Wolverine. You know people that have gone out and got fake nails. I don't mean just like a little bit longer than your finger, like I think most people prefer a manicure to be. I mean like really long, graphically long. Like, like you, six, some are like six inches. Some like of them it's are, insane. And it's fucking gross. It's one of the most disturbing things. It doesn't look natural. And to me, it's not pretty. I, I don't know why some people insist on getting nails that are as long as their fingers. I just can't think of a single reason that someone would want to do it. Hey, don't get me wrong. If you go to just about any nail salon and just get a regular run-of-the-mill manicure, beautiful, great. When you're going long, long, okay, be careful. When you go like really long, that's ridiculous. Uh, It reminds me, you know what always gets me is like the, the new moms with the long fucking nails. I don't understand that. What do you do? How are you doing that? Cardi B. It reminds me of Cardi B. There's actually a tutorial you can watch online by Cardi B with those with those long ass nails. She's she, got a great example. She's she always does it right. She always has super long nails. And when she had uh, her first baby, right, people were wondering like, okay, you gotta tell me what you're not changing diapers. Like you're there's no because you got cream and you got the thing. It's a lot with nails. Like when I had when my kids were in diapers, I was I barely had long nails. I was like, ah, manicure them short, right? I'll do my nails, but it's gonna I'm gonna keep them short because diapers. But she actually put an online tutorial out on how to change a diaper <laughs> for long nails. Oh god, I know because that's how many people were curious about it. When people let their dog lick their face, yeah, you know what? So, dogs lick. That's kind of one of their love languages, okay? And and other languages. I don't even know if it's just a love language. And it happens. 
But when people like really lean into it, that is fucking gross. And they kiss back. That oh. fucking puke, man. <laughs> That's gross. And I know some people listening do that. I know. I know. I know some of you are guilty of it. I know. Whether or not you'll admit it, I, I'm not sure. But just so you know, it's pretty fucking gross. I never enjoy my dog licking my face, but occasionally he'll slip one in there and I don't get upset or anything like that. But if it looks like he's just, he wants to go at it, absolutely not. You get away from me, my friend. I love you. But I don't want that tongue on my face because I know exactly where it was. Exactly. Um, Scream sneezing. (laughs) Some people call it a dad sneeze. Yeah, those sneezes. It's amazing how many people (laughs) said they find it disgusting. Whereas other people think it's totally normal. Sometimes when you can't catch, like when you catch it, but it's too late. And you're like, ah, sometimes I'll just yell, fuck, that's your fuck. (laughs) Sorry. I caught it too late. Swimming pools. One person here compares it to sharing a bath with many other people. Okay, bath doesn't have chemicals. That's worth pointing out. Sure. However, your own family and your own pool is probably good. Public pool, it's not for me. Yeah. I do find it kind of gross. Yeah. I don't know what people did in there. I don't know if I can trust these people. I don't know what level of cleanliness they were at before yeah. they got in the pool. I just can't do it. I understand the gross. I understand the gross out factor. I totally do. I think about all inclusives when you said that too. Yeah. Oh, those pools. Those are, are like grown ass adults just pissing themselves in the pool, not caring. It's a piss pond. It's it's a piss pond. Don't put your head under the water in a don't at a resort. That, resort. That's probably the best. That's probably the best advice. Is like just don't put your head under and like sure you want to hang out for a bit. Once it gets packed though, I'm out. You know those. You know those pool bars? Yeah. Like some of them in Toronto. We won't mention the name of them, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. There's some... only one bar in Toronto called the pool <laughs> bar. So, yeah. I know. We used to work it sometimes. But once it got packed, no, I'm, I'm getting out of there. Uh-huh. I don't trust you people. When I'm at a resort, I like the pool bar from about after lunch till about 3, 4 p.m. That's a good vibe to sit and have a few drinks. Yeah. Maybe I'll play a little pool volleyball or something, and then I'll find my way back to the pool bar, have a few drinks. It's great. But I find that's around the time when it really starts to fill up. Around 3 to 5 o'clock is when people are like, yeah, fucking pool bar, let's go. Yeah. And that's when I'm out. I can't do it anymore because I know you're sitting there on that that concrete stool <laughs> really pissing. uncomfortable like stool. you're actually peeing openly in a pool yeah you probably are yes it's all kind of gross when you think about it too like T- hot tubs pools like it's all kind of with the fact that we just sit in water and i know it's relaxing and stuff i got a jacuzzi i love it i fucking love it it's all kind of a weird thing though isn't it like if the aliens came and looked at us doing that they'd be like what the fuck are you guys doing Especially Weird. with the hot tubs. So you guys are actually cooking yourselves, right? Yeah. You just sit in the hot water until you're done? <laughs> you Is like that it, what it? You like it bubbling. Okay. <laughs> Communal food, like potlucks or pizza at work or parties. Okay, so I don't I don't know if I hate potluck because I'm usually, if I'm doing it, I'm with it's with people that I know. What if it's the office right? potluck? Hey, everybody brings in a dish and we're going to celebrate uh, and we've Friendsgiving. Done it. I mean, we've done it. Yeah. I don't like other people's cooking. Or sorry, I don't like to eat other people's food unless I'm in their house. If I go over to Octavia's house for dinner, for example, and she cooks something, great. No problem. Happy to eat it. But to me, in my mind, there's a difference if Octavia makes something at home and brings it in a casserole dish and sets it on the boardroom table. I don't want to eat it. Yeah. You don't know the circumstances surrounding the making of that? No, I wasn't available for an inspection or anything. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. I don't think you're alone there. Sharing drinks, even amongst family members is gross. Even amongst family members. 
if if I go into the kitchen and I usually keep a glass right near the water jug, that's sort of my cup. Everybody knows, yeah, that's Scott's cup. If my girlfriend drank out of my cup, I wouldn't go back to it. Are you serious? No, it's gross to me. Really? Yeah. So my husband and I are well known for being like beer splitters at get togethers. Like sometimes we just don't want to drink, but we're like, okay, I'll have some. And he'll like, let me have a drink, half, half of his. And we'll just like drink half each. Huh. Yeah. Coffees. We share coffees too. What? Yeah. All the time. Really? You both take your coffee the same? Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. We just drink each other's everything. <laughs> like it's actually like a known thing. Like my mom would be like, do you want me to just make you guys one coffee? Well, yeah. Just make us one coffee, Mom. Thanks. We do it. Why, why are you saying, ugh? I don't know. I find it gross. Uh, it, my no. mouth can touch her mouth, no problem. But for some well, reason- that's what I'm wondering. For some reason, if her mouth touches like, glass and then my mouth touches the same glass, thing, that then. I find weird. I don't understand. Like, I lick his tongue. What the fuck is the problem? I lick worse than that, actually, <laughs> but <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it, man. That's the person you love. I'll fucking, I'll lick his plate. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, plate is what you meant. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> God damn it. We're almost out of time. Okay, so I'm going to go through a couple of things real, real quick. If we need to uh, stop down or spend a little more time on something, you just let me know. But let's start off here. A single mom. Mm-hmm. A guy told the story on Reddit. He wanted to know if I'm an asshole. Okay. Single mom dating a guy for three weeks. They go out for dinner. And that's when she lays it on him. By the way, I have a kid. The guy had already told her he doesn't have kids and he's not really interested in having kids. She waited three weeks into the relationship to say, I got a kid. And then she went off. I think you're great. You've got a great job. You would be an amazing father figure for my son. And, and we don't have a lot. I'm a single parent. So if you and I are together, then he can finally do all the things he wants to do because we'll be able to afford it. What, oh, shit. What do you think? You want to be his stepdaddy? Not asking for a proposal or anything, but just sort of floating it out there. Like, you could be the guy that changes my, my kid's life around. He fucking ghosted her right on the spot. He got up, walked out of the restaurant, blocked her number, <laughs> blocked her on social, blocked her on the dating apps. Gone. No trace. He's out. <laughs> and when we asked people about this on the radio shows today, a lot of people didn't even blame him. Not at all. Uh, I can't blame them either. So I know you said that they were dating for three weeks, but it's not like that was their first date face to face, right? No, no, no. They've gone out a couple of That's times. That's such hor- Where's the fucking honesty? Where's the, where's the transparency in life? He was clear with you. He didn't want kids. He wasn't interested in kids. What, where, where was she at with like just all of a sudden putting that on him randomly? And it sounds by the way, that it's just about money, which is total red flag. Uh, there's some people, though, who are really kind of happy single, but they really realize the importance of a dual income household. And that's why they're looking for somebody. That's the wrong reason to be with someone, though. To want to be with someone is about, oh, I can actually live a comfortable comfortable lifestyle. So I guess I'll take you. They make a lot of money. They've got a great job. They're oh, stable. They're flag. a good father figure. Red, These are all things that you would want for your kid. Red flag, though. That's not the first. The, you, that's not the reasons that come first. It's, hey, I really like you. I can see myself with you. And hey, it's great that we can do this together. This is someone who's decided that she's created this entire life with him and not told him anything about it. That's fucked up, man. I want to know how this conversation went. Presumably on the first or second date, it would have come up. Yeah, I don't have kids and I'm not really interested in kids. What did she say? Did she just change the subject or was it like a, ooh, anyway... Or did she just straight up lie? Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, the kids, if you have kids, it's likely, I hope, 
they're a very big, if not the biggest part of your life. You know, and if you're dating and you have kids, I think it's really important to let that information be known off the top, off, right off the bat. And by the way, there's a lot of people who are fine with it. And the right person for you will be okay with it. Why did he have to ghost her like that? Why did he have to just say, you know what? I'm out of here and just get up and leave and completely block her on everything. Couldn't, can I make a case for, and I know you don't like it when I throw this out for every scenario, but can I just say, grow up? Why can't you just look at her and say, ah, okay, that's not what I'm interested in. Uh, Nice Mm -hmm. to meet you. We had a fun three weeks, but this is the end. Good luck in your future endeavors and have a nice life. Where's the grow up for her? Where's that? Sorry. I'm sorry. Who's grow? Who should grow up first? She fucking did, didn't even tell him she had a kid. Okay. But again, when you've got, so I've been in that situation now, not exactly the same. It sounds like she's got young kids. Whereas when I was dating, I had older kids. They were teenagers, not as much of an issue. Not as many people have that red flag, but there are a lot of single people out there that don't want to date someone who's got kids. Sure. There's also, it's getting harder and harder to find someone who doesn't have kids, though, especially as you get up there in age. I have a couple girlfriends in that scenario, too. Yeah. And, and I understand that completely. I, uh, I do think, though, that if you have a kid and you are looking at getting into a new relationship, the kid, in a lot of ways, is the priority. Sure, what you said is important. You want to be happy with the person you're with. And as long as you're happy, if they check all the other boxes, that's a consideration. Yeah, they're a, a, they'd be a good dad. They uh, they treat the kid well. They're well off or they've got a, a little bit of access to money. Whatever it is that you happen to be looking for that you think would make your yours and your kid's life a little better, these are all reasons to entertain it. It seems like her biggest problem here is that right up front, she didn't disclose that she had kids. And when she did finally do it, not only did she say, oh, by the way, I've got a kid. She fucking laid it on him like, and you're going to be a daddy. Whoa, that's a lot to take in in one dinner. She's got a fantasy going on in her mind, and it's not reality. I think poor execution, right intentions. I think not right intentions. No, that to me is all about the money and your own lifestyle being more comfortable. There's a lot of people who struggle as a single parent. A ton of people out there who struggle as a single parent and aren't doing shit like that. If you want a sugar daddy, go to the websites that that are asking for, for, for gold diggers. That's basically what they are. Go find yourself a sugar daddy if that's what you're looking for. I don't really actually think that you should because you got to consider your child in that lifestyle. Um, However, no, I I think I totally understand where he's coming from. I bet you she probably lied and then just laid it on him. Maybe she had a couple of cocktails in and then just decided to be like, I've got a son after all and you're going to be his daddy. Like, well, get the fuck out as quick as possible. (laughs) I do not blame him one bit. Run for the hills. Did he have to ghost her like that? Couldn't he have just at least said, I'm not interested then. Have a nice time. I'll cash up you on my way out. (laughs) I'll throw you some money, but get out. Yes. I'm picturing the Kool-Aid guy here. It sounds like he couldn't have exited that place any faster and gone without a trace at the same time. I mean, maybe he could have said, look, what you just did. And maybe he did, though. I don't know if he clarified or not. What you just did is not okay. Then learn from this mistake because this is over. Next time, don't do that to someone. Tell them you have a kid in advance. Tell them exactly what you're looking for. And maybe the right person will be there for you. Don't do this again. Bad, bad, bad. And then walk out. Gotta go, everybody. Have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday. We will catch you right back here tomorrow with another After 9. Bye.